What is up, folks? Welcome to the One Wheel Podcast. We got a sweet one today. We have the Silvas on for the first time, and alongside of me, Jack Mudd. Uh, just got back from an epic film trip riding One Wheel GTS series. Probably the coolest One Wheel film that will be around for quite a while. Uh, legendary riding. And uh, we get to learn a little bit more about what it was like to do some some things that have never been done on one wheel. So stay tuned, check it out, and as always, thanks for watching. All right, I'll just do it to show where it can be done. I went up there. Shit, <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fall. Um, but yeah, she she chose a hard one. And you're like, uh, you're questioning yourself, like, should I be doing this? Can I do it? Pretty sure I can. Pretty sure it's in me, but. Um, just you know, you've failed and done it wrong so many times that you're like, all right, like, it's the right moment. Am I going to do all the right things in that moment? Aaron Hooper, the director, is like, we were watching a clip of uh, Tyler when he first came down one of those faces and he gets to the bottom and he's just ecstatic, you know, and we're just basking in that. And then Aaron's like, it's better than drugs. That feeling's better than drugs. <laughs> <laughs> How about that last trip, huh? We're starting with the trip? <laughs> yeah, let's start with the trip. Uh, well. It was a trip of a lifetime, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. Like, we've, I mean, obviously, we've been on the road for a year and a half, a little over a year and a half, something like that. Um, you lose track of time being on the road. Um, but, like, having a road trip where you're, like, caravanning with a bunch of people. And you're all getting to share the same experience in, like, different locations and stuff. It was really sick. Yeah, and for context for the audience, um, the factory team plus Kyle Hansen. Special guest. Plus uh, all of our content team and special guest Aaron Hooper, cinematographer extraordinaire. And I would also say a second special guest was supposed to be Brendan Schirmeyer, Floyd McFly, until he sustained yeah. an injury. So just a quick shout out. Floaty, I hope you're doing great. We miss Feeling you. Feeling well. We, yeah, lo- we, we you. love you, Floaty. Um, we started off in, uh, would it be considered Southern California? I don't know. I, Santa barbara I honestly yeah. don't know. Like, I hadn't even looked at a map. So we were in the mountains. You could see the ocean a little bit. It was awesome. Started there. How many days did we spend there? Like three or four? Three. Yeah. Three. And then drove to Vegas. Did an awesome demo at Wheels End Rides with Joe and Jamie, which was sick. Um, and then you, I took off with Neil. And you guys continued on and met with Jack. Continued on to... There had to be one adult... On the trip yeah. at all times. <laughs> and we went to an undisclosed location in the desert. Spent some time in Vegas. Spent spent like spent too most, much time in Vegas. The most backwards time in Vegas. <laughs> I was gonna say as you were talking about like the trip of the lifetime, Mercedes, and like reflecting on it positively. Las Vegas was not like the easiest time. No. I would say. <laughs> um because we filmed everything at nighttime and so we basically became nocturnal for like two days, which absolutely sucked, I would say objectively like it was terrible i got one <laughs> night of that and i was like i'm so happy that i'm going back to santa cruz it was awful oh, no. i thought it was terrible um, was but bad. you guys were cool enough to um not complain <laughs> during that period 
I mean, it was pretty entertaining, like, watching everything that was going on and stuff. Like, it's not like, you know, you're just bored out of your mind. It's like, sure. it was super entertaining to be, like, kind of in the backseat and watch and help in any way that you could. Um, whether that was holding a camera or holding onto a person trying not to fall out of a van, Kevin. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, and it was a it's a totally different type of trip, right? Like it's not the go out and ride all day every day. It was actually like I was kind of thinking of from y'all's perspective like what that experience must have been like cuz it's very finding a line, shooting it. You've like three camera people on you and it's obviously you as riders you're battling your own line trying to land something. So it was like what was that experience like kind of a different shift of riding and experience. We've done some filming like that before, but that usually is really difficult when you have people that aren't used to that. And, uh, you know, you have some people just like pacing around. Um, but it, it was cool. We had a small enough crew. Um, and I think everyone there had some experience with filming. So, uh, yeah, I think, went really well we definitely still snuck in a trailer too oh yeah yeah <laughs> i mean that was snuck off. that was as nice as like when we were focusing on let's say like neil like you guys were scouting for other trails and stuff so it was definitely a really good flow for the whole team i think to like there was some sitting around but like you guys went and rode and checked stuff out at least while i was there it was like super fun to just you would come back and be like, oh, there's this, like, cool berm over here. You might want to check it out. That was super helpful as, like, the filmers, not really knowing the area. So it's kind of sending people off on their uh, mini deployment vehicles. That's what we call them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys haven't seen the film yet. We were just discussing this a minute ago. What is the part or moment that you are most excited to uh, watch? Or relive. I have a couple. I don't have like just one. Um, Vegas, I think, is going to be super cool to watch. Just like how it was filmed. Um, but our undisclosed location, watching people um, overcome their battles there is like the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to. Like, you know, um, some of us took some couple dirt dirt pies to the face so <laughs> yeah <laughs> i have some amazing photos of both of you guys just fully crusted which i love i absolutely love okay Pretty awesome moments. okay so i have i think we there's more context that is needed for the audience we mm -hmm. went out for 10 plus days mm -hmm. filmed for 10 plus days with the factory team plus kyle hansen mm-hmm Jack, why did we do this? And one, like, why is it important to make films mm -hmm. at a very high level? And, like, what was the idea behind it? Mm, yeah. Well, I, I think films are important because they inspire people and also because they show the people who we are filming do absolutely incredible and impressive stuff on one wheels and objectively it is cool it is so cool what you guys and 
others do on on one wheels and i think um if you aren't if you're really into one wheel you're in the one wheel world of course you want to watch what the best people in these dream locations are capable of when you have the time it's such a luxury and it's such a gift to be able to go spend that amount of time and have all the gear that you need and all the supplies and the resources and so much energy goes just into getting there and getting set up and all that stuff. So really like we're in a unique position to do this, which I think is special and cool. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I love that. But if you're not really into one wheel and you just see someone riding down your street every once in a while, and maybe they're, not super good and maybe they look a little dorky and a little slow and you're thinking to yourself oh those one wheel things those are i don't know if those are for me i don't i don't know if that's really inspires me i'm not sure if those things are very cool like we've all we've all you know i think people think that you know whether whether there are people that think that. i think there's lots of people that think that and i think that one of the really important things for us to do is is showcase wh where can this be what can what can this be um and sort of challenge that um challenge that thinking so i think you know sort of twofold that's that's kind of why why i get excited about it why i think it's important to do it um and um and then obviously too you know with with bringing in the most talented riders recently with the the factory pro team and then um and then also coming out with this product that's that's pretty next level um it was just this perfect storm of okay let's go out there and let's go see what we can do um For and sure. i think even more than 10 days would have been even better but um but just in 10 days, I, I think folks will be pretty inspired by what we were able to do. Um, and I look forward to doing more of that too. Yeah, I think having the films, uh, for me, like growing up in the board sport world, like that's what motivated me to want to continue and like have ambitions of becoming a pro skater, even though that's like very, it was very far beyond what was even expected. And I think uh, having that in this space especially with one wheel being fairly new to the world like kind of following those same tracks and having the new product like thinking about some of the stuff that y'all were hitting uh were there a were there a bunch of things that you did on this trip that wouldn't have been possible without the extra power or you know the new board let's just so to say 100 percent, yeah there is um some of the I mean, some of the scouting, first of all, wouldn't have happened without, like, a little extra power to be able to climb the hills and stuff. But um, the braking power and the stabilization that the S provides that just isn't quite there with the GT. Um, there's a section in um, Southern California that we did that I tried first on the GT, and I was like, oh, I really want to do this hill. It terrifies me, and I did not make it down on the GT. Um, let's see what we can do. <laughs> but 
but that's like a really cool, you know, downhill shoot and it goes into um, a jump. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do that, but I'll give it a try. And first time hopped on the S and made it all the way down. No problem. Like, I mean, obviously it's a little bumpy. Like you got to do your own work mm-hmm. in that. But um, the there was absolutely no like feeling of needing to like unsure mm-hmm. to for the board. Um, I think the the braking power is almost surprising. It's a surprising element. Like I think, of course, of the power going uphill. But a lot of what we were doing was downhill. And so that's not something that I immediately thought of, you know, as being a game-changing element. But it's the, it's the second or third time I've heard you reference that. And then also in the desert, all that stuff was basically like the big mountain snowboarding version of one-wheeling, basically. It's pretty yeah. cool. It definitely, like, allows you to break later. Um, in a feature, but still, like, fully conquer it. And with the GT, like, you, it wouldn't be, like, as much, you know, like, you you would still be able to break, but you'd have more speed going into it sometimes, and um, it wouldn't be, like, as stable. Like, the stabilization is huge. Um, The stabilization is kind of, you know, what... Not only the braking power, but that's what helped get me down that super bumpy hill too. So, and on landings too, just like coming off some of the larger drops that we did, um, especially in the soft terrain, um, GT just doesn't have enough power to to balance you um, upon landing, and GTS made a huge difference. There was uh, one particular the line where uh, you came down and then the super steep drop thing in the desert where uh, Austin was doing it time and time again on um, one of the prototype S's with rail guards on it. <laughs> it was like a three-month-old prototype. It's one of the ones that we were riding way was back that when. Was on purpose? Or no, you just, no, just didn't know the He didn't know because it had the rail guards on it too. Yeah. And so it, it was one of the boards that basically like Ab and I – and Tyler were using months and months ago when you're we like shooting the early photos and and whatnot. But a lot of um, it's funny. Neil Bennett hopped on that board and was like, "Oh, this one's terrible compared to the ones that I've been <laughs> riding recently." Um, and so a lot of progress I think happened in in that time period. And so Austin was doing this incredibly challenging. For the record, I thought it was not going to be done completed. Um, super steep drop thing really high how high would that be an eight foot drop into really soft terrain yeah challenging and did it time and time again wasn't landing it and then i went to go get uh more goal zeros but it sounds like you realize i probably hit it 20 times with that board i got it really close and then uh kyle carried my board up he was carrying my board up over and over so i didn't get tired which is super helpful but um he carried it up this one time he's like this isn't a gts like what are you talking about look at the rail guards it's like no look under the rail guards it's green like oh shit oh well we should probably get a gts that'd probably help (laughs) and like yeah i was feeling all dramatic and 
hucked the board off the mountain, had it roll all the way down, and grabbed another one. Um, right after that, I was like, oh, man, that was super dramatic. <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah, he, he brought it up after 20 tries, first try on the GTS, I laced it. So that was Pretty cool. That was Dang, cool. I can't I, wait to see that stuff. I pulled up, like, literally right as they're, like, all hugging and stuff. I think that that to me is one of the coolest t things about being around for that, for part of that shoot anyways, is just how excited everyone else was when someone landed something and to watch like the teamwork yeah. of when Mercedes is in her battle against this line, you know, whoever it is helping her get back up, take her board back. These hills are huge. <laughs> You know, I think every game. single person helped me take my board up. I went down that thing so much. It was crazy. And you, Yeah, you don't want to be <laughs> carrying your board up in those situations. And then when someone does land their thing, just like the hooting and the hollering, like that's just like Aaron Hooper, the director, is like we were watching a clip of uh, Tyler when he first came down one of those faces and he gets to the bottom and he's just ecstatic, you know, and we're just – basking in that and then Aaron's like it's better than drugs that feeling is better than drugs <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah I mean I think that for my experience that was one of the coolest things to witness was the camaraderie and you know when somebody was trying something super difficult it was all hands on deck to help achieve that you know and then move on to the next thing and it was whether it was helping repack the the right up to a specific rock or something or um when i was there it was like neil was trying this crazy log ride and kyle was carrying his board and it was just like that all of that stuff is like helps and it it just builds that team mm -hmm. and that's like another aspect of this trip it wasn't just a film trip it was like really a team building opportunity totally for everybody to just like wake up every day and be on the same page and go do stuff that has literally never been done on one wheels. Totally. One of my favorite things was uh, hoop circles. <laughs> like yeah. getting y'all amped <laughs> in the morning and stuff. Like Stoke that circles, was, yeah. Yeah, Stoke circles. That was one of my favorite things. I wonder if we have any footage of that. We'll see if that lands somewhere. But 100%. Yeah, I mean, I don't like waking up early, but, you know, I did <laughs> for this. And so hopefully it was worth it. No. <laughs> I think um, it will be. Yeah. <laughs> so the both of you, you're in your vehicle and you have two of the biggest, most beautiful dogs. For all of us, there was a bit of a, like somewhat of an adjustment because we're living on the road. But talk to us. Can you tell us briefly about your organization and just your systems for for road living? You seem I'm like you're dialed. Yeah, I mean, it took uh, about a year to get everything extremely dialed. Um, for the first eight months or so, we had a lot of our stuff just kind of like shoved underneath of the bed. Right. Like it was somewhat organized. Um, but then we ended up having to get a replacement hybrid battery and mm. found out that it wasn't good to have all of that stuff on top of the battery. Um, so we ended up with the boxes on the back. Um, and those help keep things super organized. Um, two one wheels fit behind both of the passenger and the driver's seat. Um, so we can fit four at all times. 
and then uh, one dog during the night. One dog sleeps up front <laughs> in the passenger seat. Usually that's Mozzie. And then um, one is clung and cuddled to us. Uh, it. Kind of the awning and the top cargo box we just already had. Yeah. Um, and then the awning was a really nice addition. And so as the new people to being on the road, how would you rate our road living? Um, you know, we had the RV and we had the van. Out of 10. Efficient. Yeah. Out of 10, what would you give us, you know? Eight. It's all eight. That's, <laughs> that's higher than I would expect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the van did have to double as uh, housing and the production vehicle. So it was a lot of that's always a challenge, especially in environments that are like super dusty and just dealing with the open cold, cold. Yeah. Like that thing doesn't keep anything warm at all. So, but make it work. Aside from not getting enough water at the end, I think <laughs> that would, we would have been at eight, five, eight, five. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty, you guys had it pretty dialed. I think did all right. Yeah. The um, rooftop tent. Yep. That was a pretty solid addition. Yeah, shout yeah. out to Ted for that. Thank yeah. you, Ted. Sponsor, Ted Rosser. Yeah. <laughs> um, Austin, we didn't get from you your moment that you're most looking forward to seeing. Um, so there was a line that I did basically last minute. We were just scouting new ridge lines. Had no idea what to expect. Um, I think I climbed up it on a GT or something. Did one, one practice run, and then like as I was coming up this line, I'm like, "Oh, this is impossible!" Like, I just kept going. I, the whole time, I just wanted to turn around and give up, and um, it just got crazier and crazier the further up I got. And I'm like, "All right, well, if I make it down this, this has to be in the film, and uh, or has to get filmed." And then, uh, yeah, I barely made it down. Um, and then I was super reluctant to go back up. And, yeah, they sent set me up with a GTS and followed me with a drone. Um, and I knew I just had one shot because I didn't want to do it again. And um, I couldn't connect to the board because I uh, um, didn't have any cell phone service out there. And... I didn't make that initial connection that you need service for. And uh, I think the board was set to some form of climbing, you know, elevated nose or something. Um, I didn't have a lot of tail clearance coming down really steep terrain. And so, yeah, there's this one part where you, you drop it in. It's super steep. It's off camber. And there's drop-offs on both sides. Um, super narrow, and uh, yeah, as soon as I start to drop in on that, uh, I lose tail clearance, and I just have to point it and send it down the whole thing, and it was crazy. I'm surprised I stayed on the board the whole time, and uh, I haven't seen the footage of it yet. I'm, I'm really excited to see that. That is so fair. That line was both... I interviewed um everybody at, like just bts style afterwards mm -hmm. and i think bodie tyler 
and Kyle Hansen all said, I asked them the same question, like, what's the thing you're most excited to see? And all of them, for all of them, it was Austin's. Tyler calls it the Megalodon line. <laughs> <laughs> for for those, so we're coming out of this film. It's called 113. Um, that was established pretty early. Yeah. Which is always, I know, great for the director and whoever to know. Yeah. But I think, like, that was, like, a pretty collaborative thing. Everybody just, like, started. I know Bodie was, like, messing with stuff. It, it kept getting written on the dusty van window. Perfect. And um, I thought it was great. I was like, that's a really good name. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It's relative. Yeah. For um, For those who haven't seen it yet or are about to see it, Austin, can you – Tell me just a little bit more about what it's like to be on top of those spines in that final location. Like, just paint that picture. Because I, the first time I walked up one was returning Mercedes's board. And once I got up there, even just on my feet walking, I was, my, my heart is uh, anxious. I am anxious. <laughs> <laughs> like so tell, tell paint that picture a little bit because you're you're not downplaying what you did but like explain it a little bit actually that was probably my favorite part of the whole trip was um i found the we were calling old faithful which was this one that we took everyone up mm-hmm. um and after finding that me and i took i think kyle up first and it was the first time i've ever seen kyle scared i was like oh wow. man this is so I'm not, it's just not just me. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I like go over, we got to get, got to get the, the 360 and, um, like, all right, Bodie, Tyler, who's first, like, let's, let's get first reactions from both of you guys. And I think that those reactions will drop on the, on the YouTube. I just gave those to Ryland, but, um, yeah, bringing those guys up there and, and getting their first reactions to, to, you know, this exposure that, I mean, you, some of the crazy writing we've done in the past, we have exposure like that on one side and it, you know, when you say exposure an, for people that are listening, exposure is just like drop off, you know, um, significant drop off that, that yeah. you could send your board or yourself down. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we've been used to like single exposure but to be up on these spines where you have double exposure and like a narrow single track, like even though a lot of it is like the train itself is really simple, like just flowy single track, not super technical. Um, you're just kind of like trying to relax the whole time because like it's scary. And how <laughs> high up are we talking? I don't know. Probably at the top it's probably hundred feet yeah like, yeah three four hundred feet so what happens if you fall um or did you at all luckily I think the only falls happened towards the bottom there was this one section on old faithful that was super off camber and uh, came right after a uh, drop down um, and pretty much all of us lost our board down there uh, <laughs> Most of the time, we stayed up top, and the board just rolled down. 
um, she probably fell um, the most on on her spine. She picked um, a challenging one to tackle. Yeah. Very challenging. I got it once, too, and it wasn't like cameras weren't rolling. I was just trying to practice it to get it. <sighs> um, he got it on his cell phone. And then it may have come out or may not have come out on film. I haven't seen it yet, no. <laughs> but I on the film camera, everyone. So basically, Mercedes had tried and tried and tried and tried this super steep line over and over and over again. And she, you know, after a certain point, we're like, okay, let's take a break. Let's do this. Let's come back to this tomorrow. I mean, big spills, big spills. And I think you can speak to this, but you had moments where you weren't sure you wanted to keep doing it. You know, that's always a fine line, I think, for everybody in the group is to understand, like, when is the athlete capable of this and should be pushed? But when is when should you not push mm -hmm. too, right? So anyway, and we could talk a little bit more about that because that is kind of interesting. But um, anyways, we decided, okay, we're going to, do this later, we're gonna take a break. And Bodhi was doing some cool droppy thing. And so we all go over there. And then I see over here, Mercedes going back up her thing while no one is watching. <laughs> and I kind of was like, you, you know, like the dog when it cocks his head, I'm like, oh, interesting. She's about to go down this, huh? And so I have the little film camera, but I'm like pretty far away. So I haven't seen if that, and she nailed it. That was the time that we'll Mercedes absolutely <laughs> nailed it. And I saw it. No one else saw except for Austin. So we'll mm -hmm. see. I don't know if that footage turned out. I mean, it's on 8 mil. Oh, wow. It could just be the greatest memory of all time. Either way, right. it's the greatest <laughs> memory of all time. It is on uh, well, I got I got so it on fun. my camera oh, okay. or my phone, and I also got her reaction after, which was, which was pretty great. Yeah, that reaction, the video of that's pretty cool. You should give that to him. Describe yeah. the, yeah, what, 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 what did that feel like? Because that was like an emotionally charged moment for everybody. Um, yeah, no, it was really relieving. Um, I probably cried. I probably cried like half dozen times on that trip. Um, but yeah, it was really relieving because, you know, like you, like I kind of like landed on my board one of the times and it was like a little painful, you know, like you're not a little painful, it was painful, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and you're like, uh, you're questioning yourself, like, should I be doing this? Can I do it? Pretty sure I can, pretty sure it's in me, but um, you just, you know, you've failed and done it wrong so many times that you're like, all right, like, is the right moment? Am I gonna do all of the right things in that moment? Um, and then you do, and you're just like, holy crap, like, <laughs> I just did it. Um, can I do it again, though? <laughs> um, and I couldn't, unfortunately. <laughs> I could not quite replicate that. I did revisit it. Uh, when we were pretty much done filming and everything and uh, scouted it again and kind of like saw more of what I was doing wrong. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of figuring out what you're doing wrong and how you can improve. And then when you, when you actually get it, um, it's really relieving and like, it's better than drugs. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than drugs. But I think to me, you know, it's easy to experience that failure and, and like sort of wear that, like, I'm not, I'm not able to do this. I'm, you know, I don't know. Like, obvi obviously that doesn't feel good, you know, but to me watching you all, 
if we're not failing in what we're doing, then we're not attempting things that are challenging enough. Right? Like, yeah, this wasn't just like any old film trip. You know, this was like really like limit pushing and, and it was amazing to see. And, um, and I don't view that as like failing or like a bad thing. Like to me, that's like an amazing thing, you know, and like an important thing. It's really important. Learning. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's one thing that I have that one wheeling has helped me learn is, um, you're going to fail. Um, it's just how you take that and learn from it really. Um, that's like the important part. Perseverance. Life lessons on the road. It is kind (laughs) of amazing to think like, I'm sure there are going to be a bunch of people that ask like, Oh, was certain things worth it? You know, you say Mm. like you fall a bunch of times you got, it's really painful. Um, and then you think about like the mindset of somebody that's just too scared to even step on a board and it's like, is it worth it for me even to try this because of some sort of fear or like whatever? And here you guys are just like absolutely pushing the the threshold and the ceiling of what is possible and capable. And it's pretty amazing to to see like, <laughs> I don't know, it's just like a huge, huge leap in my mind on what has been I want to say like what's been done because a lot of rad stuff has been done on one wheel but what i got to witness in that first few days at our first location and then seeing like a little bit of what happened uh, especially in in the desert like it was the first time in my mind i was like this is this is this is the real deal like this, real deal. this is comparable in imagery to like a snowboarder going down a blank face like it looks that legit mm-hmm. and like obviously there's no doubt that it's extremely difficult and and dangerous like but scary like, feeling but that's what that's what professionals do you guys push the limits of the sport so other people can say oh i either want to do that or i can do that too and that's how this whole thing grows, I think. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, it got, it got me fired up. There's there's moments where I'm watching the drone um, screen, and, like, it's shot in some sort of log setting, so the colors are very, like, neutral, basically, like, kind of white-looking when you're on the sand. There's moments when I'm watching, like, y'all riding these spines from the drone where I'm like, if I didn't know any better, I would think it's snowboarding straight up. The other thing I would say too, from the location one stuff that I watched, just these like amazing tracking shots. It's the first time that one wheel riding has looked fast. (laughs) (laughs) Don't take that personally. All you one wheel riders out there. I'm one of you, but for the longest time, like visually it's, it does. Right, it's so funny the juxtaposition, how things feel and how things look. Right, I feel awesome when I ride one wheels. <laughs> I look like trash, <laughs> so no one can really speak it's to this. It's also just like really difficult to capture. I think a hundred percent. Yeah, um, that's part totally. of the the challenge. And some also, of like downhills and stuff like that that you film that I've like seen on camera. I'm like, oh, that's just 
it looks like I'm going down a baby hill. Totally, <laughs> totally, exactly. You're like, man, you sh- it doesn't do justice to how steep it was. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but but no, I mean, I think it's part of part of how it's filmed, but also part of just the board. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just got to the point where you watch in that first um, part, Neil and Tyler ripping through the woods, mm. and you're thinking, these these guys are cooking, you know. Yeah, uh, which is pretty sick. They were on jet fighters, going through full jet fighters. Jet fighters going down the autobahn had happened in that moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there were some really, really sick um, segments in that first thing too. Uh, quick questions about some of these, I guess, uh, I wouldn't say features, but some of these lines that you chose. Like, how important was it to dial in the right custom settings for each little? challenge so to say like did that really did that play a huge role into your success in making certain things and um yeah i've kind of shared more about it like did you was it a process where you like hitting it not making it and going in and tweaking something or just kind of sticking with the same thing and attempting over and over and over again yeah i mean dialing in uh tire pressure and shaping was super important um, making sure we had enough nose clearance to get up the entire hill. Uh, Which was also very impressive. I was very impressed by how you, you all could just zoom up the spines to get down. It was pretty cool. I think we were all impressed with what we could do as far as climbing. Yeah. Like, we wouldn't have been able to hit a lot of the lines if we had to to hike up some yeah. of these mountains. Um, and then, yeah, coming down... Um, Adjusting the roll and uh, nose and braking aggression, dynamic response to to be able to to have all of that braking, um, and to keep the nose off the ground, um, you know, because the you'd have these steep shoots and they'd even out and then, you know, would it was a little bit of a process, um, but I think we we got it dialed in and it it was we used a pretty similar setting. Um, once we had that dialed, I think Mercedes, um, really didn't want me to, uh, I was so adjust her settings. She was T- you mentioned that before we started recording. So what were you in and then what, did, how did Austin? I was in some version of flow and I had my braking up I had dynamic responsiveness up. Um, and my roll was down. My tire pressure was also at like. 11 or something like that on the train that we were on, which is like towards the higher end of my tire pressure. Um, And then he was like, let me change your settings. Let me change your settings. I was like, no, like don't, (laughs) don't mess with my settings. Like, you know, he wanted to put it into some form of apex. And I was like, that sounds way too crazy for me. And he's like, just trust me, you know, like I'll take your tire pressure down a little bit. Just trust me. Like it'll, it'll be fine. And then finally, like I probably fell like a couple more times and I was like, just do it. Just do it. It'll be fine. And I tried it like two, I think on the third try at that setting, it was Apex. What was up on it? Dynamic responsiveness and braking. Roll at all? I think I adjusted roll. Yeah, it was mainly just the tire pressure and aggression and dynamic responsiveness. I don't, I don't think he gave me permission either. I think I just oh, I <laughs> did it after a while. <laughs> yeah, like, just try this. <laughs> he comes back and he's like, yeah, I just changed it. Pretty sure I told you I, 
I set it to like seven or eight psi, and I really set it to like three. <laughs> <laughs> and why? Why like is that. the aggression higher? Good advantageous in that situation. Uh, it gives you more breaking. Yeah. So it allowed her to. She chose this really difficult feature. Um, you know, I went up there. I wanted to like encourage her to just have her see it done. Um, but I wasn't geared up or anything. I just had a helmet on, no wrist guards, no knee pads, no nothing. It's like, all right, I'll just do it to show her it can be done. And I went up there. It's like, oh shit, <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fall. Um, but yeah, she she chose a, a hard one. But it it was steep. It was off camber and in the hill, um, and it was narrow. And in the middle of this like shoot uh, that's off camber is a little turn. And so, like, you, ideally, you want to be able to hit that as slow as possible so that you right. have more the most control. Um, and I think that was kind of intimidating her as she'd pick up too much speed going down that and. Um, kind of losing control when she was dragging her tail. So increasing the braking allowed her to do it a little bit slower. And, um, you know, the train was super soft. So uh, taking the tire pressure down helped maintain traction. Smart. That's good to know. I mean, if, you, to, if you're going down steep stuff and you want more braking, yeah, turn the aggression up. Apex makes, makes sense. Makes sense. No, There's a whole tight. world that I, I love about... Um, just the like talking to Neil about custom shaping or hear you guys talk about custom shaping and it's like that is kind of part of what makes you guys at the level that you're at is understanding all the dynamics about it and like you know some people have a little bit more like brain into how it works but like I was talking to Neil yesterday and he's describing all this stuff about custom shaping and I'm like dude like there's so much that goes into this that like that's why you guys are professionals because you understand it and how to work with that and that's a whole nother level of of dialing that in for all these different terrains and features and things like that and like to for tyler to be able to like oh you got to do this instead of that or you like go in and be like hey try this you know it's just like that's so cool to yeah it's cool it's a and it's not even it's funny to think that that level of um, dialing was impossible like a few months ago. A lot is a lot has really happened recently. A lot has happened, <laughs> which is yeah. why this is our first podcast with factory team riders. That's right. I would love to have everybody on here soon, but yeah, we've been we've been cranking on a bunch of things and traveling, and I mean, you guys have been testing a bunch of stuff it's every day has been kind of it feels like a few months but it's actually only been like it's a been little like, over a month yeah yeah that's crazy <laughs> i was just looking at that the other day that's yeah. crazy like it's only been month. like a month <laughs> totally yeah tyler and Bodie are in austin yeah um and as soon as uh s launch basically happened we we just hit the road so pretty 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 cool yeah um anything else you want to touch on well, we've established before this that my real name is is John. That was that was Austin's big <laughs> question for me. Um, I mean, my real name is Adam. That is good. That's confirming. Well, some people were like, "Laser, what is that?" Oh, and right. Like, it's that the last sense. name. So is Austin your real name? 
Mercedes. Hmm. I get asked that a lot, actually. Really? <laughs> Apparently, yeah. It's not a common name. Um, happens more at the poker table. I feel like you guys are like a Mr. <gasps> and Mrs. Smith type I deal. heard. Like, you ever see that movie? Yeah, I, I have. Yeah, I feel like they got that vibe going on. And it's this like, adds to you? that. This adds to that intrigue, Adam. We were in Las Vegas. I heard that the Silvas are poker sharks. More him than myself. Does that surprise you at all that Austin's good at poker? It doesn't surprise me at all. Austin, are, are, <laughs> you, are, you, are you willing to disclose? You told me how much you won last time you were in Las Vegas, and it made me double take. Is that information you're willing to disclose publicly to the world or, or not? Because that's fair, sure. too. I actually just won a, a tournament last this last weekend. Did you really? We were up in Reno, and yeah, I... Uh, what was the prize purse? Cashed the main event, and then I went and did a smaller tournament and won. Uh, I walked away with about eight grand. Oh, Dang. Yes. Dude, screw sick. investing in stocks. I might just invest Dude. in Austin Silva. <laughs> but, like, would you want to play Austin at poker? I would get I don't decimated. know how to play poker that well, so no. I, I would get destroyed. God dang you're, are you? Really well, I, would, he, he, I would love to know more about like what 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 does it take to be good at playing poker? What advice would you give me and Adam in that uh, regard? Just kind of study. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> he's he's got the poker face. What's the John? Yeah, that answer was very yeah. poker poker oriented, honestly. So when he goes to a table, like people do, kind of see him as like a young punk kid mm -hmm. and they do not want him to take his money. It's kind of, it's a little bit of the same thing, but a little bit of a different dynamic whenever they see a female go to mm -hmm. the table too. They don't want their money taken by a female mm. or by a young Play punk against kid. people's biases. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's when I was sponsored by the float life, I had a, a float hat and in poker, uh, to float is means to, um, basically call with the intention of bluffing on a later street on a mm. later betting round to call with the intention of bluffing right right you don't yeah. have anything but you're staying in yeah yeah so yeah i, I definitely gave off that punk vibe with the uh it's hat. like sort of uh, defined sure i had it yeah dang that's wild he'd eat me alive yeah he would i have no poker <laughs> face no you don't not at all jack <laughs> um well last thing i think because I definitely plan on having you guys back on the podcast a bunch in the future. Um, just with this whole film and going out, like kind of Jack mentioned, inspiring people through just shooting films and stuff. But like, what are you hoping that people take away from seeing the things that you guys did and that were shot? Like, why did you, like, you clearly did them for a reason. You, you put your bodies on the line you, put yourself in uncomfortable positions. What are you hoping people get out of that, like watching that and seeing that? I, I hope to inspire people. I mean, when I was a kid, I used to watch, um, I, I was a motocross racer, and I used to watch uh, kind of videos like this, free ride videos of Travis Pastrana and Krusty Demons and, um, you know, basically same thing, people going out to, an area of finding their own lines, taking their own features, and you know, the little bit of nightlife and camaraderie around the campfire. And I always wanted to do that. And 
I think it definitely led to a lot of decisions that I made throughout life to end up where I am now. And, um, yeah, I mean, also being a factory rider, um, yeah, I mean, just kind of living the dream. And um, I hope to inspire some kids to do the same. Heck yeah. Dreams do come true. <laughs> um, perseverance is what I would say. Like having um, the patience with yourself to fail over and over and over again. Um, but know that it's within your realm of capabilities and being able to fail, learn from it, and try again. Perseverance is huge. I learned it from just watching them. Yeah. And one final thing, I want to give a huge shout-out to the guy who's actually producing this podcast right now, Kevin Seuxdorp, one of yeah, the Kevin. lead cinematographers on this trip. He was right next to Hooper, the director, and... Who we don't need to give any... We, we, we put yeah, up with enough. We don't need to yeah, give we, any... We, we dealt with him enough, but uh, super proud of Kev, and just being a part of it was cool. Watching him and Hooper wa- work together and just kind of being the... The third camera guy was was rad for a little bit. So uh, proud of the whole team. It was awesome. Such a Definitely. fun time. Me too. Yeah. Proud of you, You Jack. guys seem like you had a really good flow. <laughs> that was really cool. No, yeah. Everyone stepped up big time. It's it, Yeah. Full takes a village to do a cool thing like that. So. It really does. Yeah. So whether that has come out already or it will it's, come out. We'll link it below yeah. if it's out. And if not, tune in. It's going to be out. Uh, it'll be out Wednesday, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. <clears throat> and if this podcast is not out by then and you've already seen it, then you know how insane this yeah. is. But I think, I mean, I'll make a bold claim. It's the coolest one wheeling that has ever been shot in the history of one wheeling. It's, it's, it's kind of no argument there. I don't even think it's that close. Yeah, yeah. there's no argument there th- with amazing riders. Um, share it with all your friends and family. It's, it's, yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna yeah. make waves. Totally. It's gonna inspire generations. Totally, and all one wheelers that are watching should feel proud because you're part of that. Exactly, you're part of that. Yep, it's for it's for us all. Yep. All right. Till next time. Thanks for watching the One Wheel Podcast. Thanks, Silvas, for coming on. Thanks, Jack, for sitting alongside of me, and uh, thank you, Kevin, for sitting there and listening to us jibber jabber. Thanks, Kevin. Peace, everybody. Thanks, Kevin. Phew. <laughs> <laughs>